0: Good evening, everybody. It's another Monday. This one is June 17th, June 17th, 2013, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes of Jick and Mr. Skullhead with Jick and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is uh, in an undisclosed location.
1: I am in an undisclosed location. Uh, for uh, For people who want to do some detective work, it is the same location that I always record from.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying you haven't disclosed it. You're not like josh could you begin the podcast this week with my address
1: mm-hmm. it's like one of those jokes where a black guy shows up at your party and you're like what are you wearing and he's like disclose huh um i thought it was when the guy shows up at your
0: party and he makes fun of your outfit
1: mm-hmm. yeah they're like
0: sorry i thought this was a disclosed
1: location <laughs> uh how you, you have been have, mr scullet you have died of dysentery <laughs> because Terry is a guy who, when you make fun of him, he
0: kills you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't handle it well. Yeah, good. I've been good. What have you been doing? Seems like we've been busy. Uh, yeah. Friday night we had uh, we went to Big Fun Radio Fun Time, which is a uh, like scrappy, up and coming little comedy show that happens every couple of months. And I had sent the guy who runs it a script that I wrote, like a five or six minute radio play. And he liked it. And so they performed it on the stage. And there were like 50 people there to hear it. And they laughed.
1: Did they give you any money?
0: Cool. Uh, no. I mean, it's one of those things where like 50 people come and maybe 20 of them are comped. And the rest of them don't generate enough revenue to share. It, like it pays for itself. Kinda, but it doesn't pay anything. Which I knew when I sent the thing in. What was, was the like,
1: What was the play about? It was
0: a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin, in which uh, Rumpelstiltskin is on Facebook, and uh, that's how she learns his name. And the girl is pretty excited about the prospect of having him claim her firstborn child because that means she gets a freebie. And then slightly bummed that she can so easily figure out his name and so she has to go buy condoms. Uh you know, it
1: was edgy. It was modern. Okay, yeah.
0: Is there any is an there an any edgy. spanking in it? Uh no no not this time. Okay. But I'm working on a Cinderella one, we can probably work it in there somewhere. And some some bondage. Yeah. they
1: you know, when correctly viewed, everything is lewd. Ah, a little technical glitch out of the way. I thought this was supposed to stop happening when we stopped broadcasting live, Mister Skullhead. Well, now we can fix it. We don't have to, but we could fix it. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, so that's exciting. Your um, your 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 radio drama thing. Did you? Did anybody make a recording of it? Is this something that we could share with our audience?
0: I know that they did make a recording of it, and they have some kind of contract with a local radio station to play it. And, like, do a rebroadcast of the show, and then after that, I think it will be on the interweb, so I can provide a link to that once it hits. Wow. But that was super cool.
1: Yeah. It's always, on, uh, it's always nice to get to get reassurance from a new source that something that you've done is good. Right. And, it, like, it was fun writing the script and then just, like, handing it to Matt
0: and having him read it and say, do you think this is funny? And having him go, yes. But uh, for people who didn't have any idea who I was and had no reason to stroke my ego to laugh, that was pretty cool. Hmm. Or you're nuts. Yeah. I mean, uh, even people I don't know have a reason to stroke my nuts. I, they're just so strokeable. They are. They. Uh, one of the guys who was reading it was uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, who is uh, yeah, like a local... Podcaster and I didn't know, I didn't know he was local to you. Guy. I uh,
1: I saw him on the Joko cruise. He did. Uh, he he recited uh, Star Wars as a Twitter feeds of all of the characters in Star Wars. Hmm.
0: So yeah, he's a funny dude and pretty well known. And he ended up being the uh, the character of the of the girl's father who accidentally tells the king that she can spin straw into gold. I was like, "This is cool." Like somebody who I kind of I know and respect his work is reading my shit, and that is
1: excellent. That's cool. Did you get to meet him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I met him a couple. I've met him a couple of times because he's friends with Matt and uh, the whole vilification tennis crowd. Did he stroke your balls? He did, of course. Good. Yeah, he is the man. Is a professional.
1: I've heard he's really good at it. He's a he's a stroker ace. <laughs> he's I've a heard big he's our ace. He's a, cool hall ace (laughs) every step he takes um well cool man you're you're up and coming in the local comedy scene at this point you're officially up and coming from all of that (laughs) (laughs) stroking. that was one of those things though that like i keep going
0: to all these shows because my friends are in them and i keep going i bet i could do that or maybe it'll be like that time that i thought i could make a like pen and paper rpg but i think that i could do that and then i did it that was cool yeah. So sweet.
1: you got to you got to you got to seize that. You got to chase that dragon from now on.
0: I am man. Cinderella's already happening. Cinderella with cameos by Batman.
1: You and Cinderella are going to put it all together.
0: Yep. Uh but if we drive it home with one headlight, we'll probably get pulled over That's because true. if we're driving through the suburbs. Although I found that the police in the uh hood don't really give a shit if your car is like mine was recently. Sporting expired tabs and missing a tail light, we I mean, like i had paid the thing, but I hadn't got my stickers yet, and I had a taillight out. And they, uh... I had two policemen who were right behind me in the course of my drive through the hood, and none of neither of them cared. And I think the because database page shows
1: up Caucasian, and they yeah, think, I oh, wasn't he's dealing drugs or. I was dealing a little bit of drugs, let's be honest. Well, I mean, and the endorphins that are released when you have a hearty laugh at a piece of prepared comedy is a drug. So really, we're all drug dealers, Mr. Skullhead. Yeah, and pretty much love is the drug, and I needed to score. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might as well face it that you're addicted to it. I, I would like to think I'm immune to the stuff, actually. <laughs> okay, you can quit any time.
0: Yeah. I wish I could quit
1: you anytime.
0: I wish I was a little bit taller Hmm. Uh, Let's see, Saturday we went to a day-long concert At the Walker Art Museum called Rock the Garden Which was super cool that we ended up getting to go Because they do this thing every year And sell out the tickets within like 20 minutes of putting them on sale But one of our other friends works for NPR So he got us into a volunteering gig so, the first like three hours we checked people in and put wristbands on and people who wanted to drink and then we got like five hours of quality music
1: cool who 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 played
0: uh, I mean, everybody was good, but nobody I was particularly excited about. There was low was one of the openers, and then Bob mold, not ski Lowe? sadly no, not ski, Bob mold, <laughs> yeah Bobcat, moldthwaite, ooh. Was the guy? Uh, no, Bob Mold was the lead singer of Husker Dude. Yeah, and, and uh, like Sugar, he is the lead singer of bands that sound like the Foo Fighters, and that's impressive because he's he predates the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, I would rather listen to the Foo Fighters. I don't know that I've ever heard anything by Husker Du, yeah, but they weren't there. Yeah, he was there. He sure. did a good job. Uh, Silver Sun Pickups, who were just kind of like Gin Blossomsy, I guess. Okay. Uh the last band though was really cool. It was Metric. And they have like they have a female lead singer and a kind of rock and electronica mesh going on. That was really cool. Okay. But mostly it was just like hey, I'm out in a park without my kid, hanging out with my wife and my friends, watching some bands.
1: Gosh, I hope that oh, uh, Ollie oh, doesn't yeah. eventually go through the radio show archives. Actually, for a lot of reasons, I hope that Ollie never goes through the radio show archives, but I hope he doesn't right. uh, go back through and, and hear you excited to spend time away from him. Jeez. You're going well, to you're gonna turn him like... into a stripper. He's going to have all these abandonment issues.
0: See, that's okay, because it's way more socially acceptable for a, a man to be a stripper than a woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, you know, that paint is not going to strip itself. Yeah, just look at uh, just look at Channing Tatum. And Bob Vila. yeah, and Diablo Cody. Uh, uh, he, he was a stripper. Yeah, and that guy. And now
1: he's writing movies. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if, uh, if it's, Diablo I, I,
0: Cody were female, she, that would not have happened.
1: Yeah, I know. I thought I thought Diablo was a girl's name, but then I was like, wait a minute, this is somebody who's successful in modern Hollywood. Can't be a lady. <laughs> we could have been like, wait a minute, Diablo ends in O. It's clearly a male. <laughs> <name."> <laughs> that is true. Um, And it's probably just like he's using his phone book name uh, when his real name is actually Cody Diablo. Oh, probably. It's just hard uh, to say DD like that in the middle. Cody Diablo.
0: Yeah. That's not easy. It's like saying HSHD podcast.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because all of our uh, horror show hot dog things have names that are different, which is dumb. But uh, we're facebook.com slash horror dog Oh and yeah H, Our Twitter is At HSHDPodcast Which is impossible to say After you've been talking For an hour and a half And it would also
1: be If it was At A-T-H-S-H-D Cause it's like at that, at, that It's at like that uh, McSweeney's list Of impossible to Dictate email addresses Oh right Sharon
0: E-E-E-E-E That's six E's At gmail.com Yeah
1: um. So wow, you, like you seem to have found a place that has a bunch of culture and uh, an environment, uh, weather-wise, that allows you to actually go out and participate in that culture.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty happening city. I mean, they do stuff in Mesa, right? They do stuff in Phoenix. Are they still doing art walks?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's always the there's always the first Friday thing. I have sort of gotten to the point where i can't deal with the crowds because that is such a such a big thing now that's the right problem to have it is them i guess
0: for you not so great yeah
1: yeah i mean and it's also like i this is this is gonna sound like the kind of thing that a philistine would say but i don't i don't know that the 30th time you go and you see a show at an art gallery that's a bunch of, like, you know, artists who are not yet making a living as artists. I don't know that you get as much out of that as you did out of the 20th or of the 10th or the, certainly the first. Hmm. You know, there's only, like, I know that it's, this is like saying, I don't know, I'm not going to read any more books because I read a bunch of books already, <laughs> right? It's it's not like, it's not like you use up your ability to look at art but like, it gets, like when when the act of socializing at a gallery or a sequence of galleries like that becomes so impinged upon by the noise and the crowds, it is less worth it to go down there and maybe see one cool artist's work and then like 90 artists that you don't really, that don't really do anything for you. Right. You know? No, I can see that. I mean, we
0: had a similar reaction. Like, when we were in Russia, we went to, I think, two museums in a day. And when we thought about going to a museum the next day, it was kind of like, is it horrible to say that all of the amazing and classic works of art, the pinnacle of man's achievement, is starting to get kind of samey
1: and boring? Hmm. <sighs> For me, like, being in museums is so... like. <laughs> less art museums than like science museums or or natural history museums but like just being in a museum is so taxing just yeah. you burn so many calories with your brain that it's just <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know it's it's hard it always seems like a good idea oh we're here for a week let's go to seven museums one each day but then like you're so fucking tired after the first one
0: and it is true that even though the art in it is wildly different the act of going to a museum is pretty much the same no matter what museum it is as long as it's an art like a regular art museum Mm -hmm. like you're walking around and there are things on the walls and you're looking at them and you're you know sketching them you're masturbating yeah it just gets old yeah
1: it does ah boy we went down uh We went downtown yesterday to just eat pizza with our friends because they they, uh, found out that there was a copy of a pinball machine that I like at a bar by their house. So we're like, yeah, let's go to dinner and then go play this pinball machine. But then the pinball machine was malfunctioning in a way that made it not very fun to play. Aw. Yeah. Did you tilt it? Uh, Yeah. Did you try
0: turning it off and turning it back on? We did.
1: uh, We did turn it off and turn it back on, but it didn't didn't help. Apparently, I guess those... uh, The LED screens that are in, like, all sort of post-1989 pinball machines just have a kind of a shelf life. Like, there's a problem Mm. that they eventually develop where it just makes the display all garbled, and they just need to be replaced, you know, and they don't cost very much. But it's just a thing that lasts about 20 years on a pinball machine, and most pinball machines are about 20 years old. Yeah. So it just happened. So that was sad. But there was some karaoke. Going on in the bar, so I got to enjoy that. It was a cool bar um, it had very the the roof went like almost to the ground. It was a strange building I'd never been in a building like this before. It's basically like imagine that you take a normal sort of house style building where the the roof is Peaked, but it there are four sides to the roof. You know, right? Like there's it slopes it slopes down in every direction, but it go like the roof stops a foot off the ground, so it's just like sticking out, and so it's it's kind of a framey on the inside, but it but it yeah I don't know this is this is the most boring thing that I have ever said. <laughs> it was it was just a strange it was a strange and interesting building. And, you know, just kind of a divy bar. It was cheap. They had, they had $2 cans of PBR, so I availed myself of a number of those. The, uh, the bartender did a good job of karaokeing to Mr. Brightside. Hmm. Which, that's a good song.
0: Did you experience any jealousy turning tricks into the sea? No. he was doing such a
1: good job? No, I didn't. I did lose a slight amount of respect for that song, realizing that the lyrics contained that thing where you think they're going to say a dirty word, and then they say something that is not the dirty word. Huh. Where it's like... Where, where do they do that? Uh, it's it, And it's making me sick, and something, 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 and she's touching his chest... Oh right, and then it, and then yeah. it goes on, and it's like, eh. and I mean, you know, th- this is clearly about a guy sitting there thinking about this girl that he wants to fuck, fucking some other guy. Right. So it's not like that's an accident, right? This is not me bringing my crassness to bear on on the perception of, of an otherwise, you know.
0: I never noticed that because it slides so smoothly into the he takes off her dress now. Yeah, it does. I right. mean,
1: and, and so it's it, you know, it's you don't. It doesn't scan like that when you're listening to it sung, but when you see the lyrics on a screen it's like uh oh. <laughs> You know, uh, I I take it you didn't avail yourself of the karaoke. I didn't. Um I wasn't going to do that ever.
0: <laughs>
1: I was going to say I wasn't drunk enough, but I you know I don't know that there is a drunk enough. I I sing karaoke when I get roped into owing it to someone. <laughs> you know like right. the time you made me sing it with you to prove my loyalty i didn't remember strong arming on that one uh, it's just like hey we're doing this right uh, okay nah, but that's that's the equivalent of strong arming i'm such a pushover
0: <laughs> that
1: the merest suggestion counts as extortion um but yeah that was that was okay but before that uh, we went and saw uh this is the end. Now, how is that? I, like I thought that it was really, really good. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that I should recommend it to you because it's it's got a little bit of that "dude, where's my car" sort of thing where I it's love, just I love dude you. You wears love my dude right yeah. now. So there's there is. Mm, I feel like. I feel like there are, like, did you like Your Highness? Did you see Your Highness? See, that's the thing. I really liked Harold and
0: Kumar, and I really liked Dude, Where's My Car? I hated Your Highness.
1: It was just so not funny, and just so not funny forever. And so I I wonder if you might feel some of the same things about this. I mean, I don't, like, how did you feel about the 40-year-old virgin? I thought the 40-year-old... Forty-year-old virgin was pretty okay. fun, so that's okay. It was kind of a freaks and geeks reunion, uh, which is which is a little weird because uh, Emily has been watching Freaks and Geeks, so I've been like listening to Freaks and Geeks while playing video games, yeah. and uh, that seems like it was a pretty good show. I uh, so I figured like
0: pretty much everybody involved with this has done stuff that I like. I kind of hate James Franco, but it's okay for James Franco to make fun of himself, mm-hmm. but. I figured it's either going to be pretty funny or it's going to have that like Ocean's 12 thing where people are like a bunch of friends get together to make a movie and have so much fun they forget to put the jokes in the movie. I
1: I didn't I didn't interpret it that way. I mean, it's they are not, you know, they are not just playing themselves, right? They are playing sort of exaggerated versions of themselves, but Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just like a straight up, straight up biblical apocalypse. Except with these actors, right? Yeah, there's, there's some, there's some character development. You know, Danny McBride is in it as just this horrible slob, like, antagonist and, you know, I don't know. When they started putting out the
0: trailers with uh, Hermione Granger in them, Mm -hmm. then I thought, that this had a chance to be pretty funny. She's only in. She funny? She's
1: in. Yeah. No, she's not. But she's not really. Her role is not really comic. She's only in it for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, there is what a lot of people would probably call a rape joke, like just a one scene as an extended rape joke.
0: Yeah, but it is you're not going to
1: have one. Well, it's. Um, so what I what I'm gathering from the the discourse on the internet among comedians is that. Generally, rape jokes are only okay if the victim is not the butt of the joke right so and, and and it is not in this case uh one where that is the truth i guess um i don't know i thought it was really funny it's not a lot of why i thought it was funny is the same reason that i think aqua teen hunger force is funny which is that and 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 to a lesser extent freddy got fingered where the funny stuff is the is the reactions of the people the the sort of relatable reactions of people to the ridiculous stuff that's going on and in this case the ridiculous Uh stuff isn't random it's like fantastical right so there is there is an amount of context to it but and you know and it's not it's not like you know, what's funny about Freddy Got Fingered is the people's reactions to like either the either the just absurd non sequitur stuff out of Tom Green or the just gross out stuff, which I, uh, I can kind of do without that. You know, and in this case, it's you know it's sort of tragedy and violence happening all around them, I guess. But it's true. it's you know, there is a lot of that humor that is derived from like dudes being mean to each other and just the sort of like ball busting stuff. Yeah, and I, I can't get enough of that, you know. And I and I know that that's a lot of people would have you believe that that is a baser form of, just in general, a baser form of interaction. Then uh, yeah, I think
0: that people insulting each other in that kind of broish way is funny. Yeah, and no, fine, I'd, you know? I'd, I'd, I I do I do too. We don't have to we don't have to say it's
1: it's highbrow or lowbrow. It's just funny. Sure, but I'm it's just not saying, a fart joke. It's right, it's not a fart joke and it's also not I mean I but I guess what I'm talking about is th- like this the the entire exchange between Paul Rudd and Seth Rogan in The Forty Year Old Virgin, which is the you know how I know you're gay thing. Yeah. Like I think that a lot of people probably feel like that that kind of ball busting stuff bleeds so easily into calling each other faggots, which is not okay. That right. it's generally not okay, and I mean, I know how you feel about it. I know how I know how I feel about it, right? But but it's I think I, I'm just wondering if that's another way in which we are dinosaurs in appreciating that. I mean, I think because we don't really like fart jokes, <laughs> that <laughs> that it's okay. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would even say that I don't like fart jokes. I wouldn't say that you don't like fart jokes. I would never say that. I don't. I don't know that I believe that fart jokes should really be committed to paper.
0: Hmm.
1: I feel a little bad about my stench ghost now. Well, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> it, 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 don't don't because if you're all right with it, then I'm all right with it. But but it's uh, yeah, you know, that's how we that's how we go. I don't. know. I really liked it. I. Emily said that it was getting bad reviews, and then that turned out to not really be the case. And I, I left the theater like, I don't understand. Like, this is another one of those things where I don't understand what this culture wants out of movies if this movie is getting bad reviews. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of like James Franco. I've never... I've never gotten to the point where... I don't know. I mean, I, like, I know that people who are big into the Oscars feel this sting of betrayal... <laughs>
0: I the like the thing that he did at the Oscars kinda of brought it to my attention that he's kind of a shitbag and then just every news story about him is him doing some other piece of shitbaggery. Hmm. Or like I'm gonna be pretentious in an ironic way and be like, hey look at my art stuff that I'm doing, just kidding, it's just me naked with a severed doll head cause get it cause it's a joke only it's my art He's like oh shut up james franco you get paid to do a job you go do your job gosh you don't do it all you don't do it all stoned well, i guess i'm not going to show
1: you my art <laughs> at this point you don't have to explain your art to me mm-hmm. okay um i'm trying to think It seems like i must have done something else i need to get me to see superman
0: because it's it seems pretty divisive in my circle.
1: <laughs> the, or man and, of man of steel, I suppose. I would be the title. I could not be less interested in seeing that
0: movie.
1: Mm. You could sure. I, you I could don't be know. Dead. I'd rather watch. <laughs> you 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 could be careful. You could be dead. I would rather watch Smallville.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always interested to see what new story they're going to try and tell with him, even though it never lives up to what even, like, the animated series have done with him. But that, that's a character that I actually like. And I am not one of the hipster haters who are like,
1: Superman isn't Batman, so that's lame. Yeah, I mean, I but guess that, I can I can see the traction, the, the notion that, like... Superman is a less interesting character than Batman because he's never... Like, there's... Like, nothing bad ever happens to him because it can't? I wouldn't say that's true. See, I, I think
0: the common criticism is, like, the only way that you can do a Superman story is to have him lose his powers or to throw a super god at him and they just trade punches and... Like, I don't know. I think the, the like, Kill Bill monologue kind of hits that Superman is always Superman and Clark Kent is his secret identity. His power, like, his greatest weakness is that he can't save everybody. His greatest power is not doing all the shit that he could do with the powers that he has. Mm-hmm. So... I find him interesting, but I think it's a little bit harder to write him than just, like, find an interesting villain and have the villain kidnap his girlfriend. Right.
1: Or whatever happened in Batman 3. I don't... uh, Yeah, it's like... I I feel like the campiness of a lot of Batman's villains makes those stories more interesting. You know, mm. because they're, like, these are, like video game bosses as opposed to like I don't even know like who who does superman fight I mean Lex Luthor Lex Luthor Lex Luthor is uh like his nemesis right but like what does Lex Luthor do he's just like he's just like a rich megalomaniac
0: Yeah He's I mean to me that's kind of interesting that Superman's nemesis is somebody who Has none of his powers, but also none of his ethical, like, moral compass. So he is... Like, Lex is constantly winning. And there's not really anything Superman can do about it. He was president of the United States in the comics for a long time. And just kind of various degrees of hiding how evil he
1: was. Hmm. Which I think is interesting. I mean, I guess that's the thing. I, I don't necessarily feel like... Like I feel like a superhero who is just entirely committed to like lawful good is just there like there can't be any internal conflict, right It's like it's like uh, the first the first couple seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation where Gene Roddenberry insisted that there wasn't allowed to be any conflict between the members of the crew,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which just made it so the good the good episodes that you remember didn't occur until he left. Right because they could actually start start developing them. I mean, I you know it it seems like like a protagonist has to have flaws, and Superman just sort of doesn't, right like he has he has a he has a weakness to Deus ex machinas in the form of green kryptonite, but that's I mean his flaw is
0: that he's not human, but he has to act human. And interact with a race that doesn't understand him and can't. He's lonely. Superman's lonely.
1: Right, but, lo- but, but like, loneliness is, is not a failing, right? Like, it's, it's something that happens to you. I mean,
0: his flaw, as he would perceive it, is that he can't, you know, like, save his dad from having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've always been drawn to him and then kind of bristled when people go oh, he's a, a simple character for telling simple stories and you can't make a good Superman story. i like, you can. The problem is that it's hard to point to examples of when somebody's done it. Because, like, I like the first couple of Superman movies with Christopher Reeve but they're silly. I mean... You know, there is
1: not a strong story there. But Superman, I mean, Superman is what, like, uh, people who can only name one superhero. I mean, you know, superheroes are named after Superman, right? Like, it is... Yeah, like, there are 20 songs
0: about Superman and there are none about Batman. Sure. Yeah. Because Superman is kind of this ideal... Right. And people get upset when you mess with him, even if they don't consume any of his media. Yeah. He, he's like the Coca-Cola of comics.
1: So, I mean, it's he's like, you know, of, he's important because he's the establishment of everything. I mean, I also feel like maybe, like, I don't know that you can have the same character doing stuff for a hundred years, right? Unless, unless that character is uh, the fool or the trickster or... You know the the, the Joker, the, the Sage, or whatever, right? I mean, yeah, but but that's the thing. Like, you can have you can have these embodiments of like basically the kinds of the kinds of characters that are on tarot cards, right? But yeah. because Superman is an embodiment of a sort of just a, a very pure conceptual archetype, but he is also a dude with a name, and so you can't really do different versions of him. Without it being, you know, it's it's just... It gets a little weird.
0: Hmm.
1: All I know is that if he goes crazy, I, I will still call him Superman. Mm-hmm. All I know is that he but never everybody. made any money saving the world from Solomon Grundy. And I, t- who the fuck is Solomon Grundy? Like, all of... He's one of Superman's bad guys right but all of the bad guys are just dude. like it's like they 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 turned off the creativity when coming up with superman's villains right there are like the only ones that i know are just people it's like a dude's first name and a dude's last name as opposed to like oh this is the guy who is half grinning skull half you know dapper businessman who makes all of his decisions based on the chance of a coin flip we're like that's just like it's goofy and it's it's like a it's like the kind of thing that would make you not take comic books seriously if you were really going for it. Whereas like oh maybe Lex Luthor like uh, you know Lex Luthor is an indictment of of unchecked capitalism and political influence. Whereas you know Two Face is an indictment of uh, like you know yeah like d- d- well, an like, indictment of unicorns you know like
0: there's not Batman's a psychopath so all of his villains are psychopaths no they're just kind of the thing that Batman would be if Batman lost his shit.
1: But they're sort of like Dick Tracy villains, right? Like, they, all, yeah. they have a gimmick that gives them a very strong personality.
0: I mean, one of the things that Superman was in the beginning that in the New 52 couple of comics I read before I realized that I'm not going to buy comics every month, they got back to, is he was kind of the populist hero so he's like the working man's champion, and Lex Luthor is kind of the opposite, like the greedy fat guy right, the, who's the exploiting 1%. everyone. Mm. The new outfit was cool. It was like a, a pair of jeans and the like a Superman T-shirt, and for some reason, like yeah, they actually pulled it off. Hmm. But the movie, I don't know. Like, uh, Dunn worked on it, doing the 3D conversion, and says it's awesome. I mean, largely because of the fight scenes, which he did the 3D work on, which I'm sure are awesome. And uh, a bunch of people said it's good, but it's not Superman, which I can kind of buy. Like, maybe there has to be a lighthearted element into it. You you can't make a Superman movie that's just Batman with a different outfit. He can't be as much of a boner jam as Batman is. It's uh, it's Zack
1: Snyder, isn't it? Uh-huh. What was I I found out about something the other day that I was surprised that Zack Snyder directed. What was Zack Snyder's first movie? Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, okay. That was really good. The Dawn of the Dead remake. I remember it being really good. Yeah. I've liked, you
0: know, I liked uh actually liked Watchmen. I liked sucker punch.
1: Yeah, I liked sucker
0: punch. I um I don't have any opinions about uh Legend of the Guardians: The
1: Owls of Ga'Hoole cuz I didn't watch that one. I you know I saw commercials for it, I saw previews for it and I was like, "Oh, that looks like it might be interesting." Hmm. I'm always on the lookout for stuff that if I were a kid now would be my goonies or or whatever, you know. And I never hmm. I can't I just can't find it. And it's got to be there, right? I mean, the, the, I mean, there, so like, if you were a kid now, if you if you were a kid now, you would have had the Harry Potter movies, right? Yeah. Which are, you know, that that scratches the same itch that the Goonies did. It, it's much much bigger productions, but like, you don't care about that as a kid. I mean, Mirror Mask was a sad labyrinth substitute, uh-huh. you know. Are you saying like it was a a paltry substitute, or it was a sad movie? that it wasn't i i don't know it didn't feel it didn't feel like as cohesive a story it didn't feel like as straightforward a thing you know yeah I, I like i don't i remember some of the imagery from it but it's yeah i mean there there's this guy uh this guy that wrote this book about video game design talked about this this theory that he has where there's there's a triangle of the people who are doing things, the things that they are doing and the place that they are doing them in. And like any two of those can be weird, but if all three of them are weird, then that's dangerous because there's yeah. nothing to there's nothing to grab onto. And the fact that the main character in Mirror Mask was so weirdly unrelatable. Huh. And and then I mean, much more so than, like, The Kids and the Goonies.
0: Although, if we, like... Somebody that is, say, like, 28 and watches Labyrinth now will go, God, why did they make the protagonist such a whiny bitch? Sure. No, I'm not saying it's perfect, right? I'm just saying, like... like she's, She's kind of unrelatable. Like, Mirror Mask I kind of took as a... A Dave McKean art show? Yeah. That moved. And that was fine. Like, I just... To sit and look at it
1: was fine. Yeah, but it just... Like I said, it just doesn't have... It, like... Labyrinth had a bunch of characters in it that you still remember and like. Right? And yeah. I can't remember anyone from Mirror Mask. There was the cat with the... Yeah. I don't know. But, but I mean, that's... You know, that was one of the things... I I left that movie thinking, like, okay, well, if I if I were a kid... And I saw this. Would that have captured my imagination the way that the stuff that did capture my imagination as a kid did? I mean, may, you know, maybe you just can't look back and imagine what the threshold for that is. Uh huh. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's one of those things like does this movie provide a good conceptual framework for you to imagine your own stories in the setting, right? It's it's kind of like the, the strength of the setting. And, you know, this notion that the Goonies did not go everywhere in that cave, right? There's right. other stuff that you could have done, and you could imagine it based on the stuff that you did see. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I guess Mirror
0: Mask didn't feel like it it had a life outside of its movie
1: and i wonder and i you know i wonder what what there is movie wise say in the last like 10 years that really does you know we
0: watched uh like since my wife is teaching middle school now we're doing a lot of like consuming a lot of that media and we watched a movie called beautiful creatures which is witches it Witchcraft. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is, well, you know, and it, it had a lot of spark, the movie did, and a lot of imagination and creativity behind it, and felt like a world that a kid would want to step into. And I guess that's a four or five book series, but the movie kind of tanked, so there won't be any more of them. Mm-hmm. But I could see a kid watching that
1: and going, ah, dude. I, uh, man, I'm, <sighs> the poster. For that, uh, I forget what it's like, like, The Immortal Instruments, or what are the mortal instruments? The City of Bone, or whatever, which is yeah, like, yeah. God, that's the fucking worst name of anything. I mean, I you know, I get that it must be a series of books that people know about. It was one that I had never heard of, but that movie poster looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I am such a sucker for, like, a decaying cityscape or, you know, a city that's made out of stuff to look cool rather than like a place where bankers would work and live. Man, you must have really loved looking at movie posters this season. Yeah, was there a lot of that? I guess there I guess After Earth and all of that stuff.
0: There's After Earth and Oblivion and Star Trek into Darkness and Batman. The newest Batman, all had that kind of thing going mm. on.
1: But it also this thing, you know, the, the the like the idea of the mirror world is really compelling. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, as long as there aren't any masks involved. Sure. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like it could either be really neat, or it could be underworld.
1: Yeah. Or or, I mean, uh, what was I? I had an example in my head of 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 a of another failure to do that kind of thing. The like there's
0: there's Constantine, but I thought that that actually did a pretty decent job of doing parallel. Worlds like yeah, that. well, because
1: there's like the hell, like hell is just a like a shifted dimension where everything is on fire. Right. That was really neat. I mean, that was visually visually interesting. You kind of gotta have the you gotta have the, the 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 protagonist be somehow the chosen one, right? Yeah. Um, you know, well, did I hear somewhere that they were making a movie of the talisman? I think that's been.
0: Starting and stopping for a long time hmm. like I remember hearing something about it a super long time ago because that could be good yeah it's listed in the IMDB as, as a TV miniseries
1: hmm that is maybe being filmed so if they did like a si- if they point? did like a sci-fi channel miniseries adaptation of it that could be good. Yeah, although I kind of know what that would all. I
0: already know what that would look like. And I would kind of. I would rather see somebody actually compress it down into a movie. Huh, you think? Yeah. Because the. Like a Stephen King miniseries gets this very definite kind of treatment where you want to keep all of the characters and everything everybody remembers and gonna blow your effects budget out and yeah I, I i
1: don't think i need four hours of the talisman oh see i was thinking i could use like six or eight. eight oh hmm. you could always uh can use two of those for the sequel you know like i could use a series with that as the premise right like the person that's the person that's trapped between two worlds and you've just got the i mean like the the parts of the talisman that were so like just the the sort of like the glimpses that you got like when he got stuck working at that bar for a really long time like that i don't know that you could do that if there wasn't a half an hour of that right and that kind of thing is mm. so important like the 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 tribulations need to have some weight to them and if each of them only gets five minutes, you're not really committed to like, oh, God, well, he, this was just like, you know, this was a fence he jumped over rather than a place where he was imprisoned for a month. Yeah. You know, it seems it's it, because just a bunch of stuff like that happened, right? Like, it's a, it's just a sort of a series of it's a series of sieges. It kind of. <clears> hmm. <throat> but just the glimpses that you got like when he would leave a shitty place in the real world and catch a glimpse of it's what it was on the other side like hmm. i don't know man that that book was so fucking good yeah i should read it again
0: yeah you
1: should not read
0: black house again or bleak house or whatever it was
1: yeah yeah that was, i i remember being happy when stephen king said i'm not tying the talisman into the dark tower canon it's just not there it does not belong there and then oh just kidding <laughs> i totally am doing it did he did they re-release did he He didn't like do a revised edition of the talisman did he i don't think so i didn't really mind the revised gunslinger i didn't really notice like i, I never tried to reread him so mm. you know I, I had a number. I mean, the, when I read the revised one, it was probably the sixth or seventh time I had read The Gunslinger, so...
0: Hmm. I'm very glad that that movie didn't happen. Or it was to be, a like, two movies and then a TV series and then another movie was what they were going to do. Hmm. And it, they kept saying, like, brought to you by the team who brought you amazing movies like Apollo 13. And it's like, and the screenwriter who brought us Lost in Space and the director of How the Grinch Stole Christmas and A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, you know, I was I was not happy about Ron
1: Howard and whatever that dude's that Dingbat's name is hmm. doing it. Yeah, I mean I I there's nothing could make me get my hopes up about that. You know, uh-huh. I mean except say to find out that like I don't know, Ralph Bakshi had made one in the 70s with Clint Eastwood Mm -hmm. that was just lost to time and we tracked it out. Like, if there was a parallel universe in which that movie got made, that book got adapted into a low-budget movie, like, the year after it came out, like, that might be interesting. I think you could put, like, a
0: Javier Bardem in as your gunslinger. Who's Javier Bardem? He's the... He was the bad guy in No Country for Old Man. Uh, which I have not seen yet. Yeah, I haven't either, but he's got a face and a demeanor about him that I think he could pull it off. I think we have, we have a... Like, casting it is not the big deal, it's just making it without making it too wanky, I think. Yeah. And I don't see, like, Akiva Goldsman and Ron Howard as, like, we are passionate about this product, so this project. So we're going to do an amazing telling of this story. I see it as this is a thing that people are familiar with. Let's let's make it as bland as possible, weird though. so uh, that even more people will watch it. Are that many people familiar with it? Like, I mean, I I wonder how much cash Stephen King's name has in like film now. it's been a long time since a Stephen King movie was in a theater
1: yeah i guess that's true did they make a movie of insomnia (laughs) i mean they made a movie called insomnia that was not an adaptation of the stephen (laughs) king book which was probably wise because that book is batshit wow really i liked it oh no i mean just
0: batshit insane i enjoyed reading it Mm. but it ends with a guy crashing his airplane kamikaze style into a like pro-choice rally or something
1: yeah i thought that got prevented
0: Oh, I thought he actually got the plane, like Kamikaze the plane. No, I thought I thought. Maybe I'll have to reread Insomnia. Yeah, I thought I remember there were little tiny bald dudes with
1: the uh, who were the, the, the Fates. Three yeah, fates. the Fates. That was that was so so neat. Um, but yeah, my my impression was that it was written to be a thing, like a little side story for Roland's gang to step into, in a later book to avert that tragedy. Hmm. Um, oh man Paul Rudd as Eddie basically just Paul Rudd as everyone Paul Rudd as the gunslinger Eddie and Susanna Paul Rudd fled into the desert and Paul Rudd followed <laughs> oh man yeah why Why does is Paul Rudd in this is the end uh, apparently he was credited but I don't remember seeing him so I mean if he's in it he's in it for a second and doesn't have any lines um yeah, I will have to go see that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm cu- like I could see it going either way for you. It's probably I think I'm I'm still
0: reserving my watching things in theater to things that need to be on a giant screen. Yeah. And possibly in three D. I got, I don't really like watching movies in three D, but since Dunn is working on movies in three D at seems like a dick move just be like hey i saw that movie you did the 3d on didn't bother
1: seeing your 3d bullshit Uh, i if i felt that i that would probably be a case where i did the thing that i normally don't like to do and i would just lie (laughs) i was like oh yeah the 3d was yeah um stuff really came right out at you and then it was blurry everywhere else (laughs) there was some parallax and shit man yeah You know, I would have just seen Jurassic Park again without it being in 3D if that had been an option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We saw Star Trek Into Darkness in 3D. And that was like 90% cool and 10%. Wow, this like mundane object close to the camera has a really weird texture on it. Kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like there's a tribble that they put like three feet out into the theater while Bones is sticking it to make the super juice that he makes while Bones is sticking it to make the super juice
1: exactly
0: this is why I uh, didn't get hired for that job as a movie recapper
1: (laughs) maybe I do do want to see this movie
0: also because that's not a job (laughs) but uh, from one angle it's just flat with like a it looks like somebody took a polygon object and just texture mapped some fur on it kind of flat like a picture of fur mm-hmm. because of the 3D like they didn't go through and make every strand of fur come out and then a different shot when it's in the background then it's fuzzy the way it's supposed to be mm. and like I don't know when people are flying around doing shit it's cool when Bones is sticking it
1: to get the super juice
0: yeah it's pretty that good sounds
1: good well, do you want to look at some questions about our Kingdom of Loathing video game? That or do you have excellent. any other Let's do you have do any that. other stories to tell? I don't. Yeah, I think we should jump into that All trend. right. Uh, Jick, writes, questions for Jick and Scully. Jick and Scully love questions. Yes, they cannon do. fire right. So, are Jick and Scully love questions? What's your favorite question? I like real questions, and not like when I say, hey, we need some advice questions for Advice Hot Dog, and everybody thinks that they're, like, super clever, and they're all like, hey, what's the best way to ask for advice? Uh, Could you give me some advice on how to ask for advice if there's nothing you need advice on?
0: Mm. Would you say that your least favorite form of question is the
1: meta question? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite genre of question? You know... Rhetorical I like every kind of question. How's the new VIP item going? Uh Scully had an idea for July item of the month that I think has some pretty serious legs. Uh so it's okay. I think it's okay. The new VIP item is going okay. What's your opinion on the use of the on the use of the mini adventurer to force spade a square in the hidden city without spending a turn? It's optimal. Yeah, and it's no longer allowed, and we knocked some runs off the leaderboard that used that because that is some some chicken shit. Um, it, you know, the fact that in the past, if you wanted to, you could do that once or twice by going to considerable effort meant that nobody really did it. And so it's, it's one of those things where it would be pretty difficult to actually fix that exploit categorically, just because of the way that that quest works. Uh, but, but this thing just trivialized it. And so it was fairly easy to fix it just for this thing. Um. But, yeah, since you're never going to be able to get those 25 turns off a run again, anything, any run that we knew to use those got, got uh, D-Leaderboard listed. Ray Jen says, Kudos to you, Jake and Mr. Skullhead, and other staff for an awesome game. Been playing every day for the last 21 months and still looking forward to logging in every day. How? Oh. Uh, I know that optimal no, isn't cool. optimal, and I'm far from optimal, but how do you like to play? If you don't play due to whatever, how would you like to play if you did play? Do you prefer the speed run, the slow exploratory run, doing a challenge pass, spending heaps of time in aftercore, or something else? You know, I like like playing the quests. I would probably play hardcore if I played. I wouldn't bother with a lot of the... Like, I think if I were playing the game and I was buying every item of the month, I would probably use whatever the three most recent and the three most interesting speed-relevant items of the month were. And just see how that went every time rather than trying to juggle everything to eke out every last possible bit of benefit.
0: Yeah, I tend to play like every new challenge path. I play it for a while to get the flavor of it. And usually something else happens that makes me restart the run. So I think I've dropped more paths than I've ever finished
1: any of yeah them? i always end up like if i'm playing over the course of numerous days i need to just make another account to do this but then like i wouldn't be in chat and stuff and so it's like there's a lot of reasons that i don't but largely i always end up having to like oh i need to fix this bug so i need to like fight this monster under these circumstances and it's like oh right i'm level six because i'm in the middle of this run and i'll just set myself to level 30 so that I can, you know, see what happens when this guy misses or whatever and and then it's just sort of, it's adulterated. Uh, Additionally, what is your favorite familiar and why? Uh, I don't know. Again, I tend to play without a familiar when I'm messing around because I'm usually working on something that isn't a specific familiar. You know, uh, flavor-wise... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the content from the Tron guy and the Sandworm, but I'm not, like, that enamored of either of those in terms of what they actually do. The ban- the Bandersnatch like, is cool.
0: I really like the uh, the Pants Crow. Yeah? The Scarecrow with the pants. is. It, I like his personality, the way it came out in all of the writing, and he's really fun to write every time we add a new one of those in. Mm. I think it's great that he's a super posh scarecrow with a rich and storied family history. I like.
1: That. Yeah, that's the. It's I. If it comes down to the wire, I can write hat rack stuff myself, but I can't. I can't do the pants rack. I mean, I probably could if I if I just went through and read them all. Yeah. But it is a lot easier for like, oh, the theme of this thing is that it's insane, like
0: yeah because then the thing of this thing theme of this thing is that it's everything
1: yeah but I mean it's just like acting acting like a crazy version of whatever would wear those would wear that hat you know which given that we tend to make hats that are that are iconic or specifically about the monster that they drop from or whatever um I think that's easier than like what like in what way would a posh rich guy be annoyed by these pants right um, I just find it harder. Also, continues Ray Jin, can we have an Oompa Loompa gnome who follows you around making horrible rhymes and perhaps creating candy as he goes? I love the idea of an Oompa Loompa making jokes about dick stabbing in rhyme form. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: Clark says, so I just beat the super secret C CEO some seconds ago and really enjoyed that bit of content. I hear rumors of more spooky writing and development and was was wondering, what are your favorite Lovecraft stories? Ah, what are my favorite Lovecraft stories? I don't even know, man. There's a bunch of cool stuff in the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath. Uh, But that one's sort of... That one's way more fantasy. I'm kind of a
0: Lovecraft poser. Like, I like the whole mythos, and... I really dig all of the
1: work that's come up around it, but I've barely read.
0: Yeah, I. Th- I mean, I.
1: So I listened to the first like fifty or so episodes of the HP Lovecraft literary podcast, which, and that basically exists like they're reading Lovecraft so that you don't have to, because a lot of it's just not great. I mean, that's the thing. He's good at setting up these evocative things, but like nothing much happens in the stories, right? It's more like this is a horrible thing that was found that had been going on, right? Like, they're they're sort of like a single episode of The Twilight Zone in terms of their plot content, hmm. you know? So it is that is just a lot more, like, the world that he created and the way in which your imagination can create other stories that happen in that world than it is the stories that he told.
0: You know, we just watched for a horror show a movie called Dagon... Or Dagon or Dagon, because everybody in the movie pronounces it differently, mm-hmm. but that did a surprisingly good job of doing the like telling the tale of Innsmouth, where the like young couple washes ashore in this village, and holy shit, the guy behind the counter at the hotel has gills mm-hmm. and just like building the kind of pale dudes with web fingers and building it up and up and up to a pretty satisfying climax yeah so yeah i I recommend that it's one of the few that manages to get that just kind of making things
1: creepy happen around normal people and i mean the i guess the general story of innsmouth is that those are all people that are in the process of undergoing a transition to become like immortal merfolk people yeah. right and they're, they're but don't don't they have to don't they have to sacrifice a lot of like they have to sacrifice their young,
0: yeah. Well, not their young, but occasionally somebody from the town. Mm. At least in that movie, but it's not like everybody yeah, in the town has shadow that shadow of Rensmith. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, that's you know, that's a cool story. That, but it's but it's more just like a cool idea, right? It's like not even the particular telling of it. It's it's just the sort of like. I don't know the It's a it's a good setting for an RPG. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You know, I kind of feel the same way about the Dark Tower stuff. Like I f- I feel like maybe what I need out of the Dark Tower is like some video games that take place in that world. You know, yeah. just just like a like a like a Skyrim kind of thing where there aren't <sighs> there need to not be like there need to not be stakes that are high beyond like we need to survive huh. this y- you know I mean like because it gets like the talisman it's just like basically like the stakes are high in the fantasy world and the kid is like super important but like if the if you were doing something else with that world there needs to not be oh another like here's the next threat to all of existence you know like the it, it becomes impossible to, like, explore the corners of something with the shadow of the destruction of the entire universe hanging over it, right? So, small stories being told in yeah. these settings are a lot more appealing to me than additional big stories, because I think you maybe can't do additional big stories. I mean, especially the way the Dark Tower series turns out. Like, huh. y- you know, there's not... Like, there's sort of no object permanence, right? Like, there's no necessarily, there, like, there isn't necessarily the idea that anything that Roland can't see is real. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's like that version of the universe that Zaphod Beeblebrox ends up in before he looks into the total perspective Vortex hmm wax says i just started bad moon ascension as a saucer and i have discovered that it is actually impossible for me to get a chef staff even though i'm a caster i also remembered that i need a sauce glove what is a zero skill saucer supposed to do at low levels i'm uh, level up i mean <laughs> bad moon is supposed to be super hard you know
0: we already have a product for those players it's called the xbox 360 <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-huh.
1: Uh, Gleeb says what have the mob big been up to for the last three plus years since that crimbo plotting to infiltrate our clan to break our fax machines and <laughs> building a clan dungeon PS Please make clan dungeon plus mm, see um, I I find it hard to I don't have any plans to work with that particular set of villains again I think we, I think we've said all the things that you can say
0: about a mafia that's also a bunch of penguins. yeah, and I think we we did a bang-up job stringing that out as long as we did. yeah, but uh i get I could get from a player perspective missing like a a bunch of world events that tied together in a big arc, because we were doing that for a while. I guess just the one while, with the, the, observatory and everything. Yeah. And we've had world events since then, but they haven't. Well, I don't know. We did the René C. Corman
1: stuff. Yeah, and I mean, too. and the the mime Maybe stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I think people people have people have divided the world events into into three arcs. Right, the mob penguin arc, the Corman arc, and the mimes arc. But it's mm-hmm. I mean so much of the mime stuff has just been me wanting to kind of play stuff by ear. You know, rather than you know, a lot of the world events had some specific purpose because they were dealing with some like external factor like oh we accidentally wiped out the database or whatever. And now they're just like, well, what do we want to do? Like we this is you know, the skeleton invasion was an excuse an excuse to rearrange town. The plant, the brush fires wasn't it was an excuse to convert to make the planes bigger and spread it out and convert it to use the place spindler. And I mean, you know, Oh, there's a glacier while the mountains get converted to use the place spindler or, or whatever. But I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I don't know. There hasn't been, there hasn't been anything like nothing has bubbled to the surface in terms of like a world overhaul. That's like, ah, I'm just going to do this now. Right. There's just been something else to work on all the time. I mean, the challenge paths kind of scratch that world event itch for me creatively. Right. Because they're like, oh, how can we how can we look at this from another direction as opposed to like, how can we put something new into this? Because it's, it's like it you get more bang for the development buck when it's something that sticks around that people can play with. Uh, Darzel says first first world problem any chance of not having to tick the box to override the really ascend without perming a skill red text if you have no permable skills either because you forgot to learn a skill to perm before ascending or if you already have them permed yeah yeah um there's probably a way to detect that um Hmm. yeah I mean there there certainly is there's a way to generate that list to show it to you so there's a way to to generate that list to check it against um guy yeah yeah says from the not this again ben angel slash romantic error replacement the original's up to almost four mysteries in the mall since there's still no other way to copy stuff in hardcore yeah i would i would expect before the end of the year that that's a thing that we will resort to when we're out of ideas for mechanics on an item of the month come out says somebody's just finished a one-day big run are you surprised that this was finally possible or are you surprised that it took this long mm, we weren't sure we figured as long as it wasn't reasonable to chain them and also yeah, theoretically there's code that stops you from doing that but uh, I guess it didn't work <laughs> so I mean it's mm. also possible that it just didn't get pushed out to the live server or something uh, Mokume says the clan whiteboard is a great way to keep all players informed of dungeon related information would it be possible to add an officer's whiteboard to the clan management room for administrative information because Kmail can't be CC'd it's hard to discuss anything as a group a private board would be great for planning things like hamster runs and clan events yeah that's not a bad idea i mean even if it was just like a post-it note on the desk yeah yeah that's a good idea uh twillow is requesting a change to the way locked familiar equipment works so that it acts as a default equipment if the familiar doesn't have anything equipped it doesn't override one there already yeah you know that sounds pretty good i'm surprised that it doesn't work like that already um and that that is, I initially reacted to this as like, ah, that's one of those things where changing it is probably going to annoy as many people as it excites, but it kind of sounds like it's all upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I eat food says, you know what my favorite familiar is? The Llama Llama. You yeah, know, the Llama is pretty good. That's some good stuff in there. Although, again, he's more defined by what he does than what he is. You know, I don't know what he does moment to moment in combat. Does he like bite stuff and de-level it. He spits. Yeah. To do okay. that uh, It's by far my favorite animal. You know what's better, though? Because they're cuddly. Alpaca. We have a disembodied hand that holds one-handed weapons, a scarecrow for pants, a hat-wreck for hats. Alpacas carry stuff on their backs. Not only would that be an awesome familiar of the month, but it would fill the hole where another equipment slot is. I don't know that that's a hole that I really need to have filled by Bones trying to make his magic juice. Um... There is, a part of, there is a part of my spirit that drops every time I make a hat or a pair of pants and see those fields appear that have to be filled in. I'm like, ugh. Um, That's not so hard. No, I know, but it's like, if I want to just make a pair of pants and put it in there right now, it's like I have to do a thing that I don't want to do, or I have to say, ah, I'm just going to assign this to Scully or Riff and then come back tomorrow and do it. And something that takes more than five minutes takes a week <laughs> basically mm. like just because once it's not like once I lose the momentum by handing it off to somebody else like it sort of doesn't matter how fast they do it like it's it's uh-huh. it's now out of sight but that's that's me uh, true asks uh, could you please implement a way for important lists such as familiars in our terrarium perm skills and current effects slash buffs to be alphabetized I guess. It is really hard for me to imagine why you would want your list of buffs to be alphabetized. And I mean, familiars, the reason that they aren't arranged alphabetically is because that didn't seem to make any sense. Like, we're alphabetizing based on something that you just are making up. Which, I guess that allows you to sort your familiars according to the way that you want them sorted. You know, by just naming them Ah Albert and yeah. um, but I guess that would only work for 26 of them unless you were really careful. Albert, that's nine A's. Uh, also any chance of footwear becoming a separate slot on the body there are tons of items to qualify and never enough accessory slots to go around. yeah, no there's a lot of stuff we could do like that. there's a now you have a mask slot you have a feet slot. And you have a cock ring slot. Yeah, don't forget about the butt slot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you could learn those from the bug bears. The space bugs. Oh, right, because they have bungs. They're, yeah. uh, they're, they're canonically established to have bungs. I can't listen to the radio show Crap Connection. If either question is answered, can someone please post the answer here for me? Bats eyelashes. You can you, No connection is too crap to download a 60 meg podcast. If you can use... If, if, you, if you're old enough to bleed, you're old enough to breed. True. Mm. Baron Bloodfist says any chance of a single click shopping interface in the shopping menus that don't already have them, like the Hermit and Degrassi Null? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I could I could probably change the Hermit at this point to use <sighs> Here's the thing. Is it Is it worth preserving the joke that there are three different worthless items? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's pretty funny, though. I guess it is. It's one of those, like, catch-up, cats-up. The the standardized bartering interface, the bartering system, does not uh, support ores. I mean, ores, like, you can trade, like, linoleum or for something if you want. But it, it doesn't support, like, one of three things. Yeah. Uh, Scully says, Squin, I also saw They Might Be Giants back in April in Atlanta, and Moonhooch was phenomenal. I got their CD and still listen to it all the time. They were amazing as well, of course, but uh, best, show, best show I've ever seen. KOL is actually what finally turned me on to them, though I ignored the references for years. Once I caught on, I literally didn't listen to anything else for three months. So I don't really have a question, but thanks for helping me discover my favorite band. Awesome. Yeah, there are a lot of people who play KOL who They Might Be Giants either is their favorite band or would be their favorite band. I wonder if it was I wonder a, if they might be Giants is my favorite band anymore.
0: It was a little weird being at that show and watching like Flansburg on stage and going, if I could talk to the right person, I could probably go up and at least say hi, because he knows you and they know Kingdom at least a little mm-hmm. bit. And just, like, not having the apparatus to even make the initial approach. Yeah. It's like, huh. It's kind of weird, like, he just thinks I'm one of the Marks out here, when really...
1: <laughs> when really, you're one of the Marks' brothers. Yeah. I, I mean... It's like, your wife is a fan of my stuff. He, of all of them, of all two of them, is the one that actually mm-hmm. hangs out and meets the crowd. Um oh. I mean, you totally, like, if you just went up to him in the autograph line and you were like, hey, I'm the other guy that makes Kingdom of Loathing, like, you would totally, that would totally work. They kind of vanish pretty quickly. I mean, I guess you do need, you do need that him being available to talk to anyone, (laughs) right, for there to be an excuse. Because it's not, I mean, like, I don't think that I would, I don't think, I mean, even though I've, you know, met him and talked to him and he knows who I am and to the point where he, like, you know. This was like when they when they uh, John Hodgman was in Tucson. He was he remembered. Oh yeah, you should talk to that Zach guy because he's in Arizona. (laughs) He could probably send some more marks Hmm. to your show. Um, I don't know that I, if I was at one of those shows, would feel like I could make that happen. You know, I mean, it's just,
0: and I guess the other thing is like, what is the second sentence in that conversation? Yeah, yeah, so. If I see either of those dudes in a social setting, I'll be like, hey, it's super cool that you guys are here and I like your music like everybody else does.
1: Uh, HKC says, playing Jarlsburg for three months got me thinking it'd be pretty cool to have general combat use for extra food. Could we have something like a passive food fight skill that lets us throw unwanted food at monsters? Maybe like a feed the poor. Maybe we should just change all of the monsters to like... That's a world event. We replace every monster with a starving version of that monster, and you feed them to make them happy, and then they leave you alone and give you some of their stuff and their body parts that fell off due to hunger. Uh, So about the sea, says Talon, when you fight Yogurt, even after your level of self-loathing drops to its pre-anchovy juice levels, you you still hate every item you've used in combat up to that point. By design, is Yogurt's aura of hatred that intense, or are you supposed to stop hating previously used combat items when you lose more like a sucker uh, also, yeah, Yagurt and Shubjigawad are goddess and god, respectively. What makes their genders the opposite of their Cthulhu mythos counterparts? Deliberate gender bending? Um, well, no, it's more that the only thing that we looked at uh, about the Cthulhu mythos gods was their names. Right. Um, I don't actually know. So, like, Nyarlathotep or Nyarlathotep is, like, just a mummy guy right and everybody knows what Cthulhu looks like but all of the others are like like Shub
0: Nagurath is the black goat with a thousand young but no drawing of it that I've seen has looked like a goat Mm -hmm. I mean I guess people just assume that because uh, because it has a thousand young that it's a girl which I think is kind of sexist yeah that is kind of sexist jeez jeez Lovecraft fans maybe Shubnigirath is a stay at home dad you're supposed
1: to be racist not sexist
0: yeah all I know is it would be incredibly awkward for me to be playing the uh playing Arkham Asylum or uh, Arkham Horror with uh yeah Arkham Horror with uh a black guy and have Shubnigirath come out mm-hmm.
1: uh dear Dick and Scully I've heard from someone, says Pineapple of Despair, that you were considering making it possible for people without dragon teeth to somehow fight skulldozers. Is that true? If so, how's considering? How's considering? Uh, We love you a long time if you do make it possible. I think it's the only monster in the whole kingdom collecting whose factoids actually requires owning an item of the month. What a great sentence. The only monster in the whole kingdom collecting whose factoids actually requires owning an item of the month. Yeah, you're
0: probably right. And Yes. yes. I would say adding that in just because of that yeah. statement.
1: No, I mean it's it's one of those things where if it was easy, I would just do it right now. But it's kind of complicated, and so I I never remember.
0: Yeah, the Facebook status of that request is it's complicated.
1: Yeah. Uh, Volk says, "Is it po- is there a possibility of having this motor pervert as both the current thirtieth turn encounter as well as a semi rare? It seems ideal as a semi rare encounter in the logging camp and would offer another choice in terms of how to go about building that bridge." You know what I think I might do after thinking about this? We're talking about this quest in dev a lot today and I I I find I find people's reactions to that quest in terms of, of what they think is acceptable from an optimal player standpoint to be pretty depressing because I don't think that like having to spend turns in the zones in the video game that we made is so harsh a punishment that any situation that doesn't involve just entirely being able to skip it is is the only acceptable like that somebody described it not being realistic to play that quest without doing this thing that basically lets you skip spending any turns there and that is such a crazy definition of realistic (laughs) that yeah, I don't know man I like there are so I went out of my way to make it so there are a bunch of ways to speed up the acquisition of the parts of that bridge right but because one of them that I'm I am sure Salta said that somebody brought up but that I didn't I just didn't consider to the point where I sort of was able to predict how it would make people feel about it. One of the options for speeding it up is so much better than all of the others that people say there is only one option for speeding it up. And they want more options for speeding it up. And like, it, it, that is just a failure on my part in having made the pervert puttyable right the the reason that that thing existed is so you could farm those boxes in aftercore and have them as pulls and because of because of the monster copying it's like now that you have to do that like you always use one of your faxes on that so there's just no longer a choice to be made and it's like here is a here is a problem with six solutions and one of the solutions is is just way too good and so rather than making all of the other solutions way too good what I would like to do is just make it so you can't do that anymore maybe throw in another pervert that f- that comes in on turn 10 or something but yeah I uh, man there would just be so much fucking gnashing of teeth gnashing of teeth and wringing of hands if you had to spend any fucking turns in that zone and I mean I know it's just because of all the rape jokes or whatever I mean really it's a moot point because everyone quit after we introduced that quest yeah um yeah I don't know that's 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 a mess that was a that was a yeah, i don't know a conversation that didn't do anything uh didn't do anything positive for my uh general level of malaise in recent weeks I don't know what's the matter with me man I brighten up when I'm doing these podcasts sort of you need to go on a brisk walk. I can't though, because it's too fucking hot to go outside. Like I think that's I think that's part of it is that it's just so the heat is so oppressive and it's just it's just driving me fucking nuts. But I probably just think that that's it. And in fact, if it wasn't that it would be something else. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you should probably go to San Francisco and then take yeah, a walk. That's a
1: good idea. I'm gonna do that. When do you head when are you headed out? Twenty mm, something th- I don't know exactly mm-hmm. yet. It depends on when they get here and how long it takes to get the load blown into the truck. Uh, would it be possible? You can just do that one Oh, you're that's driving. true. That's true. I'd have to. The back window of the truck doesn't open, though. Oh, I guess oh. I, I could have been talking about blowing a load in the cab. Yeah. Uh, Glebe says would it be possible to make the wild seahorse copyable but only by green taffy I keep running into it when I don't have enough cowbells or a lasso or good enough skills and finding it multiple times is pretty swingy uh, it'd be nice to have an envy fish egg with a seahorse in it for when I'm ready for it hmm mm. Yeah, might be possible to, to do an exception to that I'm not averse to it I'm just thinking of the technical hurdles hurdles uh there's been a lot of Mr. Knee says there's been a lot of tap on recent prior shows about being able to sort your clothing on the basis of elemental damage etc as a middle ground how about there doesn't need to be a middle ground we just need to make it so you can sort your stuff on the basis of elemental damage (laughs) resistance. and there's no reason not to do that it's just a thing that Chris has to do and he's never on this show why is Chris never on this show
0: I keep asking him, and he's always like, do I know you? (laughs) Um, And he's like, no, 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 I understand that I work with you and we're on a conference call once a week, but do I really know you, man? And I don't really know how to answer that. Yeah, that is weird. That doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah. Maybe it's a different Chris Moyer that I've been calling. Oh, yeah, that could be it.
1: Man, I got... uh... (laughs) I... I got some emails from uh, somebody signed up for an Amazon account using my email address. And it's just another person named Zach Johnson who doesn't know what their own fucking email address is. Um, but they, they just ordered like a four month supply of Rogaine. Um, yeah. And so I and I thought. Maybe this was a dick move but i just i just went and changed the password on the amazon account because i you know i don't want somebody else using an amazon account with my email address on it right like i think it's okay for me to inconvenience somebody else to make it so they can't just arbitrarily send me as much spam email from amazon as they want um and i thought about i thought about just buying him some stuff you know, using his money. Yeah. But then I, every time I went to, every time I went to click on, you know, at first I was like, I'm going to just send him a can of corn. Um, but then they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't ship the corn to Canada. Cause he's uh. in Canada. Um, which I don't know why that apparently you can't ship a can of corn to Canada from, from Amazon. Uh, and then, I, and then I asked in dev, like, what would be a funny thing to send to a guy who just ordered a bunch of Rogaine and then somebody suggested a hairbrush? And then I was like, you know, yeah. it's probably against, the, like, the, it would probably be credit card fraud for me to buy this guy a hairbrush using his own money, you know, mm-hmm. with a gift receipt. This isn't your email address, dipshit. Enjoy the <laughs> brush, baldy. Uh, I know, but I just didn't do it because I like I just suddenly was like, no, nope, I, if I do that, I will feel guilty. I will feel bad about myself if I do it, even though it'd be a funny story if I heard somebody else say that they did it. I Can, can you imagine, can you can you even begin to comprehend a, just a a glimmer of what it would be like. To just not know what your own fucking email address is? (laughs) Like, and this happens... 50 people... 50 people... Over the last 10 years... 5 years... 7 years that I've had my email address... 50 people whose first name starts with a Z and whose last name is Johnson... Have pretty consistently believed that my fucking email address is their fucking email address. And... How do you not notice that you never get any fucking email? How do you not notice that you sign up for this stuff and never get an activation email? Like, what the fuck? How do you make an Amazon account without... Do you not have to verify an email address to make an Amazon account? You must not. It's been so long, I have yeah. no idea. I mean, I'm not... like I've My Amazon account is so old that it doesn't even use my current email address. It uses my old one. But, yeah i don't get it i don't i don't understand how i mean like do these people know their own cell phone number or are they just <laughs> constantly like why didn't the girl ever call me like you know maybe to some people any their email address is not as important as their phone number or whatever but jesus it is like, it is, it is so difficult for me to comprehend of a situation in which I would get my own email address wrong that the idea that it just happens on a weekly basis, just among the other people whose names are Z something Johnson is like, yeah. ugh, God, man, wake up sheeple. Is that the right usage of that? Actually wakeupsheeple at gmail.com is my oh, email good. address. Ah, uh, well, we're running a little bit short, but we are out of those questions, and I should probably get to where a dinner is served before a dinner stops getting served. All
0: right. Uh yeah, I think we've got we got time. Uh we we've got the runtime that we got. We got a show for. in the can. Yeah, we got a... Ooh, speaking of being in the can um i thank you for listening guys uh, we'll see you next week i am mr skullhead and i am leaving i'm jack and i'm already gone